hello and welcome to this week's episode of Utterly Unviable. I'm Sam Worth and this is the podcast in which I rescue my generation from the real enemy, the true villain, the creative arts. I've got a lovely conversation with James Acker lined up for this episode. James is a multi-talented actor and performer and I really enjoyed my chat with him. Super funny. But uh, before I get on to that, I thought I would thank you for actually listening to this because I really did believe when I started this podcast that the only people who would be listening to it were my parents. But uh, in a fun turn of events, neither of them are listening to it, uh, but lots of other people are. So uh, thanks so much for tuning in every week. It really makes a difference. And to those of you who have rate and reviewed or just rated or whatever it is, it does something to do with an algorithm and it's helpful. That's what I'm told. And um, oh, how fun is this? I've worked out that if half the people listening to this podcast um, rated it with five stars, we would have more reviews than Rudy Giuliani's podcast. Rudy Giuliani, the diminutive vampire, and Trump aide. How exciting is that? I honestly believe that this whole podcast has now become about defeating Rudy Giuliani's common sense. So um, let's get into it. Supporting people to be in viable jobs which provide genuine security. I'm an actor. No, no, that's not viable. I work in textile. No, no, that's not viable. I have three tones. No, 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 that's not viable. Fuck you. Well, hello and welcome to this week's episode of Utterly Unviable. Uh, this week I'm joined by the philosopher, the linguist, the brainiac, turned actor, comedian, artist, podcast professional, owner of an impressive collection of camouflage clothing and real human boy. It's James Acker. I am all of those things. You're not wrong. I didn't expect such a such a long list of accolades. It makes me feel very, very accomplished. Thank you. Well, you are very, very accomplished, James. <laughs> I don't know about that. I was Googling you last night doing the the, the extensive research that course, I do for this podcast. Yeah. Hours and hours. Yeah. Um and yeah, I've I think I know pretty much everything about you now that I've been Great. through. I'm sorry Google. I can't say the same. I only Googled you for twenty minutes, so <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a very one-way conversation. Yeah. That's fine. Great. It doesn't do wonders for my self-esteem that you brought me on a podcast called Utterly Unviable. But um, <laughs> I'll take that as it comes. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure it's entirely... Well, I'm hoping, James, that this is going to be an opportunity for you to change your life. Mm. Because um, as I was going through your biography, I realised that it was all going really quite well until maybe a year ago. Um, at least in the sense that you were an Oxford graduate mm. with a degree in mm. philosophy and linguistics. Mm. Which I don't know what that is, but it sounds Neither do excellent. I yeah. And um, uh, and then and then you've decided to to what to become an actor. Unfortunately, it's it's a real shame. Actually, I feel like I had prospects at some point, and now here we are. I, I didn't let myself. I, th I think. I think for most of my life, I, I um, didn't let myself want to be an actor because because I knew it was such a a terrible idea. I mean, I mean, you hear interviews with actors sometimes, and some of them go like, "Oh, but could I? You know, I would never do anything else in the world." 
And then you hear mm. some other actors say, God, if only I could do something else. But unfortunately, this is what I love. And I'm very yeah. much in the latter camp. Like, I was, oh, I wish I loved trading or, e- or, or numbers. You can tell I don't know what other jobs are. <laughs> I wish I was good at trading in the marketplace. Unfortunately, we trade we trade in the marketplace of ideas. And that's, Ooh, what that's a good the pivot. important thing. <laughs> um, but no, eventually, around a year and a half ago, maybe near, near two years now, I don't know. I was like, oh, yeah, fuck it. Why not? I think I'll always regret it if I don't make an effort uh, to be an actor. Um, And I'm now immediately regretting the effort I have made to be an actor. Of course. Uh, (laughs) But what else are you going to do? Before we get on to the actual quiz, I must ask you, what is the least viable thing you've done this week? I need to get a sense of how far the disease has spread. What's the damage? You know... Oh. <laughs> I went to Sainsbury's right before we uh, this recording, mm. um, which in itself is it's not particularly unviable. Um, man's got to eat. But uh, it was the moment where I uh, nearly cried to the Frozen 2 soundtrack in Sainsbury's. <laughs> that... <laughs> wow. I think, I think part of why I'm laughing at that is because I fully recognise it as an experience. <laughs> Oh, which no, one? Which it number? Was, it was Show Yourself. And the thing <laughs> is, the thing is that I didn't even think it was a good movie. I honestly didn't like Frozen 2 very much. And I was in Sainsbury's and I was welling up when the music comes in and, and indeed Adele Dezeeb is singing her heart out. And um, who's, who's Adele Dezeeb? Have you not seen this? John Travolta. Um, it's Adina Menzel, but... Ugh a few years ago or something like that john travolta introduced her as a, the wickedly talented adele de Zeeb. <laughs> yes i do oh, i do remember that um, yeah adele de Zeeb was off on one on show yourself she really did i went to see frozen 2 i'm not proud of this but i went to see frozen 2 i think i was like mid show it was maybe the week oh no maybe it was the week after i'd finished a big show yeah and i was depressed yeah. and so i decided to go to frozen two on my own um, <laughs> alone in oxford on my own middle of the day 2 p.m mm. was like me i was basically the only person in the cinema apart from like two six-year-olds who were mm. obviously like skiving off school mm. the criminals but um it was a terrible film and that didn't stop me having a deeply emotional response to i it. really i really i was yeah we were look we'll save this for my frozen two fan cast that i host weekly i'll have you as a guest mm-hmm. on it um, but I was I was generally unimpressed because uh, I do love Frozen One so much, and yet mm. the soundtrack still bangs. I can't deny. I haven't listened to it for a while. I think it was it was all flooding back to me. Utterly unviable. I think that is utterly unviable. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the worst thing I've done this week is. Probably, probably doesn't really match up. But I have been. I've started a new movement, which Ooh. is called expressive baking. <gasps> which is nothing to do with how it tastes and it's very much to do with how it feels right is this is this you being bad at baking and calling it expressive baking (laughs) or is this an actual thing you've discovered no it's not that how dare you suggest (laughs) such a thing i could follow a recipe if i had to certainly certainly um yeah, I. It's basically. I was feeling frustrated, sexually, emotionally, mm-hmm. etc. 
and I decided to try and make macaroons. Mm. Um, but instead, I created a domestic emergency. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how quite a domestic emergency and quite a lot of ash. They burned. I was going to ask what went so wrong. You burned them. Black cinder. Black cinder is what happened. And I think I've now irreparably damaged my oven. Oh, good. Oh, good. Um, I'm impressed with the the ambition, though. Like, I wouldn't... I can just about bake a cake, and it's not a good cake, I'll tell you that much. Macaroons is impressive. Well, I guess they would have been impressive. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think impressive is a word you would have used to to describe (laughs) really any stage of what occurred yesterday afternoon. Um, Okay, we should move on to the quiz. Sure. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Here we go. It's time to take, it's time to take, it's time to take, it's time to take. The National Service Code presenters, Code National Skills and Performance Award test. Okay, James, my first question for you is, I plan my day so I can use my time best. And you've put agree. Mm. And all I have to say to you is fuck you. <laughs> no, right, okay, <laughs> okay. To be fair, the question was not, um, do I do it successfully? Okay. Because I do plan, and then I don't stick to said plan. <laughs> and I think that's okay. the difference. Like, I will wake up every morning with an absolutely unearned sense of optimism based on, I don't know, the last 21 years. Um, mm-hmm. And... Uh, I will plan my entire day and I'll say, right, 10 a.m. I'm going to do. No, it's not It's not that granular, but I'll be like, here's a list of things I need to get done. Here's the order I'm going to do them. And then in the evening, I'm going to cook this meal and it's going to be gorge. Um, I'm going to cook some macaroons and I'm not going to burn them. And then um, I will, uh, by about, mm, I don't know, the time I get out of bed two hours later than I was supposed to, gone mm-hmm. to shit, and I just kind of freewheel it through the rest of the day. <laughs> Yeah, I think I have never successfully planned a day. Never. That's not an exaggeration. Never. Never Never has everything in my day gone to plan. I think, okay, I might be slightly, I might be slightly um, better than that. Well, better feels rude. (laughs) There's no value judgments here. I think I am slightly better than you, actually. Better than you, objectively. Um, just, um, just on an objective, <laughs> an independent panel of analysts has agreed that I am objectively. <laughs> I can occasionally do it, but but it uh, it really doesn't. I go through phases as well. I I very much have that new year new me energy, but sort of mm. like maybe maybe every every few two or three months rather than annually. I'll get really into like granular day planning and I'll be like 10 o'clock I'm going to do this and then at 10.30 I'm going to move on even if I hadn't finished it because it's okay to not finish things and you know you can't really expect yourself to do everything and then and then I just won't um okay so you're clearly better at this than I am but it's okay we don't need to go into it um objectively uh the next question I've got for you is I am comfortable talking in front of a group of people and you have Mm. put strongly Agreed. strongly darling yeah i mean don't you have to be if you're going to be a bloody actor that's a lie mm. i immediately retract that because you get actors who uh who can't do themselves talking in front of people right but they can do um sort of being a character but i thankfully i'm, I'm, I'm not like that um i love it i mean i kind of shit myself beforehand 
Mm. And I get very nervous and I get very nauseous when I get very nervous. Mm. Um, so I, I big time get stage fright, um, which is not, which is an unviable way of being an actor. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but then as soon as I'm sort of on stage or, um, or standing, I, I, I quite, I kind of love giving speeches. I very dramatically, um, I'm, I'm gay. That's not the dramatic thing. Um, but, and I support you. <laughs> very dramatically, I'm gay. I'm gay, and I came out via mm. uh, a mid-dinner speech that I have prepared, which I think tells you everything you need to know about my sort of um, <laughs> way of being. A mid-dinner, a mid, sorry, sorry, just a mid-dinner speech. It was a, it was like a leaving. We were, le- it was the leaving dinner, mm-hmm. and I had decided that. Uh, <laughs> during that speech was the moment to come out but no so long story short i do i do like talking in front of people i'm i'm very much a um a comedy boy i don't know if i could do mm. speak i could, don't know if i could do a speech without comedy it's sort of my way of like comforting myself i think if i had to give a speech with no jokes i would actually find it quite upsetting <laughs> yeah um okay so i've got a i've got a few questions for you on this giving speeches thing because for me it's all about the audience Mm. and i've got a couple of options for Mm. you um if you could choose between delivering a speech to a gender reveal party in arkansas or the international conference of frackers both forms of international evil but you take your pick um which one would you choose and you have to get a standing ovation Mm. Is RuPaul going to be at the Frackers conference? <laughs> uh, for those of you that don't know, RuPaul has recently been accused of leasing his uh, ranch somewhere yeah. to, to Frackers. Um, I'm not sure if RuPaul will be <laughs> attending. Um, I think... Why is this such a hard question? Um... I think the the frackers conference because I feel like my mm. I feel like maybe my my humor excels um in a a room of like poli- polite business people who have to give sure. you like a polite chuckle like I love being in like a a business meeting where everyone's being serious and like I'll crack a little quip and everyone's like oh <laughs> very good mm-hmm. um so I think maybe I would enjoy the frackers, uh, make clack, clack, crack some fracking goofs. That's um, a good, yeah, that's a good, <laughs> that's a good choice. Okay, I've got another one. Motivational speech, either to the Royal Society for the Protection of Birds mm. or Tom Hooper, the director of Cats. Oh, I feel like Tom Hooper probably needs it, doesn't he? I know. I, I feel bad for him. I didn't have, did you see Cats? No, I saw the trailer. And that was enough. That I'd, that was enough. I felt like I'd sat through an hour and a half of it. I really did at the time want to get quite pissed and go and watch Cats. And I'm kind of sad Mm. that I didn't, but, but maybe I'll, maybe I'll rent it soon. I'm sure it's somewhere. Um, Yeah, I feel like Tom Hooper probably needs it. Everybody was really mean about it and he probably worked quite hard. And I did oh, feel a bit bad for so him. Hard. But also, oh, poor Tom Hooper. <laughs> I did watch a clip though of, I think it was, people who've seen Cats, forgive me if this is wrong, but um, 
I think I saw a clip of Rebel Wilson like taking off her cat skin to reveal a different cat skin underneath, and then there was like cockroaches mm. on the table. And I thought maybe Tom Hooper does deserve to get the lead. Uh, yes, <laughs> but I'll, I'll, but I'll keep that bit. I will keep that that opinion um, to myself while giving Tom Hooper the motivational speech because I, I think he probably needs um he needs some encouragement right now. I think so. And I think it would cheer us all up if he made a Cats too. And if it was like the same type of bad. Right. Maybe you could lean into it. Maybe it could become his new niche. Cats are very unpredictable sky sizes and scales. Singing yeah. Very out of tune songs and raps. I think it could be kind of good. There were so many celebrities. He's going to run out of celebrities by Cats 4. It's just going to have to be regular people. <laughs> Cats 4, Legend of Cats Gold. Legend, Legend of Cats Gold. And it could sort of include, you'd really be scraping the barrel. You'd be doing like quite a lot of people off Love Island. It would be like Fiona Bruce, Love Island. <laughs> I'd love her. She'd be great in Cats. Oh, the money I would pay to see Fiona Bruce in Cats. Yeah. I think, I think all of it, actually. I think all of it. Yeah, everything you own. Um, okay, last, last one of these. You've got to make everyone cry. At either AA, Alcoholics Anonymous, mm -hmm. or the AA, the car rescue company. <laughs> um, Alcoholics Anonymous? Sure, taking the easy route. Yeah. I feel like it's probably, it's a, it's a more naturally emotional space, I think. I feel like it would be hard to get up immediately after Becky has just won Regional Rescuer of the Year. Yeah. And sure. deliver a tearjerker. Yeah. Mm. Um, but both of those options sound terrifying. So, <laughs> preferably neither. Okay, that's fair. Um, all right, I've got another question for you. Because mm. um, we've got to get on. Rishi's waiting for our answers. Sorry. We don't have time for this kind of faffing around. I like to follow rules and processes. And you've put strongly agree, which Did makes I? me think that you would probably be good at making macaroons. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, but actually, I, I surprised myself that I put that answer, even though I filled, filled this out a day ago. Um, because I hate baking for that reason. I hate baking and I like cooking because baking is so specific and it's like you have to do things in an order. It has to be the exact right amount of things. And I mm. I cannot... I feel like I would like to cultivate that sort of wholesome vibe in my life where I'm like, oh, just made some macaroons, um, put them on my Instagram sure. or whatever. But realistically, I, I much more enjoy making a sort of pasta mess. Um, oh, a pasta mess. I think <laughs> that is the student dish. Isn't yeah. it? I really am into that. Yeah. That's good. Um, but I think I, I think I, um, I think I put that I strongly agree for, why do I put that I strongly agree? Are you a rule follower? A little bit. I will see. I very much had. Um, I think I'm trying to break out of that mold mm -hmm. um, a little bit because in my early years, and by early years, I mean up to the age of 19, I was like the biggest goody two shoes in existence. Right. Um, and I would not particularly loosen up at all. So I think I still have that sort of deep seated. I, I have a really specific memory of being like 10, mm. and we were all at. Uh, a kid's uh, birthday party at his house and um, everybody was like oh my god let's ju let's jump in the pool let's jump in the pool and nobody had brought swimming trunks because it was like October and the pool was covered in in leaves and gunk and it was like horrible 
and I was the at age ten, I was the only kid who was like, "Guys, we're like, we're all wearing jeans. We can't jump in this pool. It's covered in mud. Like what?" And every and I think I think I came home that day and I was like, "Oh, I'm not fun. I, I just I'm the only one." Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> I mean, I was going to ask you off the back of the rule followingness. Um, what's the naughtiest thing you ever did? And Ooh. does it involve running through a field Fields of wheat? Of wheat. <laughs> <laughs> what a moment in British history. I really feel like it brought the nation together. Oh my god. When I thought of it yesterday, I looked it up again. And it's unbelievable. It's really it's wild. Like, it's some of the best television yeah. I've ever seen. Um, what's the naughtiest thing I've ever done? Oh, this is not actually sort of not, not high stakes naughty, but in terms of the guilt that it made me feel. Uh, mostly because my family still bring it up all the time. When I was about seven, um, I, my brother has this thing where he attaches um, sort of sentimental attachment to things that don't deserve it. Um, so he will like refuse to eat Christmas chocolate until it just goes off in like July because he's like, no, but this was a gift. I can't eat it. Um, and wow. things like that. And it's okay. and so sort of six year old me had clocked onto this and I was like, Oh, I've had enough of this bullshit. Come on. Um, he's never he's never gonna eat it. And I fully just went into my brother's room and I just like like I don't know how I thought it was subtle, because I would take like one chocolate bar a day and I don't know why I didn't I was like, Oh, I'm spacing it out, he'll never notice. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then after like a week they were just all gone. And the reason they knew it was me is because I would take them and eat them in the shower quietly so that nobody could like hear me eating it. Um, and I tried to put the, cause I thought if the wrapper went in the bin, like people would see the wrapper, which it, it's yeah. very, very devious of me at the time. Like yeah, I really you thought were it through. Really... Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I put the wrapper down the sink, uh, down the plug hole in the shower, but it didn't actually go down the plug hole. I didn't check. And so my brother was like, all of my chocolate is going missing. And then he went to have a shower and saw a twirl wrapper in the plug. That's exactly the kind of like logic that I appreciate from 10 year olds. I cannot let anyone see the wrappers. I know what I'll do. I'll put them down the shower. Yeah. What? <laughs> like, what was I thinking? And st- <laughs> it's still so like, I don't know, something about it really embarrasses me still. And, uh, and now I've now I've put it out here in the whole world, this podcast. Um, but yeah, my family still make fun of me for it, which I think is deserved. I think so. Um, that's probably the naughtiest thing. <laughs> okay, so despite your protestations of being a uh, a good, kind, goody, two-shoe character, <laughs> turns out you are actually a devious criminal. Um, yeah. I've got another question for you. And this one is, I like to see the... Oh, I'm not asking this question. I like to see the results of the work I do. I mean, who mm. doesn't like to see the results <laughs> of the... What are you, an executioner? A drone No, pilot, I like to do it and then never see it again. A parking attendant. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. Um, I'm not asking you that. I'm, I'm moving okay. on. Ridiculous. Stupid quiz. Rishi. What was he thinking? What was he thinking? Um, okay. Your next question, therefore, is... I like working with my hands or tools... And you have put disagree. I've really surprised myself with with these. I think I just did this on a whim. I was I was assuming you were going to say that I put agree. Mm. I'm I'm very fickle. It seems mm. we're learning. Um, 
Well, I like working with my hands and tools. I think I, I think I would like it if I was competent at it. Do you know what I mean? Sure, sure. Like, I think I, I think I sort of enjoy a practical, a practical moment, but, um, but mostly I just find it very frustrating because I'm not very dexterous. Um, and I get, I get frustrated quite easily when I'm having to like fiddle with things and like fit things into other things and, and like, and, and you know, if I'm drawing, my hand never goes where I think it's going to go. And, and it's just a big, yeah, it's a big mess. Yeah. I prefer to work with my mind. <laughs> oh, do you? More oh, than anything. Okay, um, what? Okay, so what is your favourite? I know you don't really like them, but if you had to pick, what is your favourite tool? Because I have That's one my... that is very clearly my favourite tool of all tools. My favourite tool? Uh, what tools do I use on a daily basis? Um... I feel like I quite enjoy a chisel. That I, is sorry, not I pre- where I thought that was going to go. <laughs> I preface that with, what tools do I use on a daily basis? <laughs> yeah. I said chisel. And that's actually unrelated. I don't use a chisel very often at all. In fact, I don't think I've used a chisel since since art class at school. Um, but I just think there, there was always something very satisfying about it. Like having a chisel and something, hitting it with a hammer. Mm. And like, you just, it chisels it. And isn't that wonderful? What's your favourite tool? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, a corkscrew. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because the yeah. moments where I have not had a corkscrew, when I oh, needed yeah. a corkscrew, rank amongst the worst moments of my life. Mm, 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 mm. Yes, no, I, I once spent uh, about five hours of my life trying to get a cork out of a bottle of wine with a knife. <laughs> And basically all the corks just went into the wine. Yeah. Um, it was terrible. Oh, you know what? Actually, I've thought of a better one than a chisel. And I actually do use this almost daily because mm-hmm. I have weak hands. Um, I have this like rubber jar opener thing. It's like a basically a circle of rubber that's got all these like indents on it. So it's really grippy. Okay. And you use it to, um, you grip it onto a jar lid and you use it to turn the jar lid if it's really tight. And it opens it for you. It's incredible. I, this is a ridiculous purchase. Did you find it on TikTok? What? <laughs> no, 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 no. My my mum got it from Lakeland. It works really well every time. Okay, ladies, gentlemen, and everyone in between, you, you heard it here first. Get your Lakeland grip. Get it from Lake. <laughs> yeah. Other other jar openers are available. Other, I'm sure. Yes, thank you. Other, we are not but... currently sponsored by Lakeland, <laughs> but if you'd like to Yet. reach out, Lakeland, get in touch. <laughs> I've always loved a very, very expensive bit of crockery. Yeah. Mm. Um, okay, I've got one last question for you before we fast forward and get to the end. This one is, I like to take control of situations. You mm. have put, strongly agree. And mm. my question to you is, who hurt you? I... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I hurt me. Not to get, oh, not to get immediately too deep on it, mm-hmm. but... But I think it's, and again, this is, the question is, do I, do I like to take control of situations? The answer is strongly agree. Do I like that I like to take control of situations? Disagree. Uh, sure. Because I find, I very much find most, any sort of group project situation, like I have to, I have this compulsion to be in charge and like to, to schedule things and to be, and like, if like, 
it's me and some friends meeting up to like go for a drink in the park or something like that i'm always the one to make the group chat to add all the people to the group Mm -hmm. chat to say what date are we doing to then make a poll to decide what date we're doing and then to like say the date before like are people still on for tomorrow i think i'm just i don't know it's it's surely insufferable i'm convinced but um yeah i think i just am my brain is on some level under the impression that if i don't plan well i mean we were talking earlier about how i don't i plan my day and then i don't successfully do it Mm. but but in terms of um projects social interactions things like that i think my brain is under the impression that if i don't plan every single detail yeah um i will maybe die some sort of horrible death i think i will just explode or implode whichever you prefer um wow okay i mean i'm really impressed that you are an organizer because i am so 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 far away from that i right i i don't know what i did before facebook and Messenger introduced the, like, react button where you don't have to write anything. Ooh, you can communicate yeah. entirely passively through a system of thumbs up and love hearts. Yeah. I'm the person on the group chat that does not participate at all and will only be there if I need something from them. <laughs> and um... We love a toxic trait. <laughs> yes. And that's absolutely, yeah, it's, it's, it's fully toxic. And you know what your valid sound? Um, <laughs> thank you okay um we're gonna fast forward through the rest of the questions now oh so excited and then we're gonna narrow it down okay james you've answered 40 questions and i have three industries for you to choose between exciting hit me teaching and education mm. travel and tourism mm. or home services Oh, now what is home services? That is that is really the question. <laughs> That's unclear. Home, it's, I mean, I've got no more information on this than you do. Okay, well, we'll set that to one side. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because I could sort of select it as like a mystery box option. Mm-hmm. Travel and tourism? Absolutely. Question mark? Yeah, let's go for it. Are you ready for your two follow-up questions? Yes. So these are the last two questions, and then it's going to give you a job. Mm. First one. Are you able to control your emotions, even in difficult situations? Oh. Oh. And I have to strongly agree, disagree, etc. Oh, no, no. It's yes or no. (gasps) Oh, this is very final countdown. Mm -hmm. Okay. Am I able to control my emotions, even in difficult situations? Yes or no? Let me say, um, yes. I'll put down a very Big shaky press. yes. A very shaky yes. Yeah, okay. Very shaky yes. No, I mean, I'm, so. I am really applaud the fact that we began this podcast with you saying that you were crying in the middle of a Sainsbury's to Frozen 2. <laughs> I then did it by saying that you have great control over I your I really emotions. just think I'm, I'm a bit of a Zen master. <laughs> uh, I really just know how to keep it mindful, keep it cute. Um, keep it mindful keep it cute put it on a t-shirt ladies and gentlemen put it on a t-shirt put it on a t-shirt um okay last question are you comfortable talking through things with other people so that they understand oh yeah yeah you definitely oh are. yes yeah 100 well james that was your last question oh i'm so excited what am i gonna be after 42 questions 
<laughs> I can reveal that the British government has decided that you are going to be an airport information assistant. <laughs> Ooh. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> so presumably I'll be one of those guys who like you as the like airport information counter and people will come up and ask me which terminal I should be at. Yeah, you're or, you're like or... a terminal terminal director. Um, yeah, like I'll tell people when their flights are, if a flight's been delayed. Oh, you'd be so nice at, for that. I kind of see it. I think you'd be really good at it. I actually think I would really enjoy that. You get to meet people. You get to be in an airport. What a hub. What a hub to be in. You know what I mean? Also, it ha- it's written here that you are responsible for making announcements on the public address Oh, system. you... Oh, yes. I always love... Um, have you ever been on 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 a train or, or on the tube or something and uh, the announcer just like has a bit of fun with it? Do you know what I mean? I was once on the tube on uh, on I think it was New Year's Eve and the, the announcer was saying uh, over the, the panel thing um, that we should all be like waiting for the people to come out before before getting into the train and people were not doing that. And over the over the announcement thing, he went. Do you call that waiting for them to come out? <laughs> Just to, like everybody on the platform. <laughs> and I think when I grow up, I want to be that guy. So I can actually see that being. I think exciting. it could be good. A kind of sassy PA. Is that what it's called? A PA? Public announcement? Sure. Is that what it is? PSA. A s- P- PSA? Anyway, that's right. A sort of sassy public service yeah. announcement coming over. I mean, I'm not sure... I think it is possible that complete chaos would descend on the airport. <laughs> Entirely possible. I'm kind of seeing people like going to the wrong terminals, like families, yeah. confused, lost, yeah. bags strewn about the place. But we'll have fun. And that's what's important. That's the moral here. I, yeah, I think I, I'll need to start practicing my sort of my uh, my airport voice. You know, I'll be speaking in the mm. mirror things like the flight to Terminal 7 is delayed but i don't know why there would be a flight to terminal seven i'll have to figure that out (laughs) (laughs) i I need some work but but you know we've got to put the work in Ten thousand hours Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um well james i'm so thankful that i could help you today thank you thank you so much what is undoubtedly your real calling and thank you to rishi thanks rishi babe putting it together um before I let you go, is there anything you'd like to flag? Anything that you would like to publicise, promote? Mm, mm. Any social media mm. that you would like people to find? Where can we see you do your acting? I am an enigma currently on social media, me personally. Mm. And so uh, you won't be able to find me anywhere uh, because I left Twitter because I spent all my days on Twitter all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I will be at the Camden Fringe this year with the <gasps> show. Uh, Fantastic. Not uh, it's not my own show, but it's uh, I'm part of it. It's uh, pleading stupidity with maybe you like it productions. Uh, it is uh, the true story of two uh, Australian boys who robbed a bank in the most ridiculous way imaginable. Uh, mm-hmm. It's very very fast paced. It's multi rolling. It's it's funny. We wear silly wigs. We do silly accents. Um, mm-hmm. And there's it also. It also has a bit of a heart to it. Um, So if you're looking for some theatre in early August and you're going to be around London, um, check out Pleading Stupidity at Camden Fringe. Um, Venue 
TBC. Uh, we're in negotiations. Mm. But um, check out Maybe You Like It Productions anywhere and everywhere. Keep an eye on it. Um, it's going to be fun. I'm very, very, very excited. It's a very, very chaotic play. Um, and I enjoy it so much. Fantastic. Well, I cannot wait. I'll be in the front row. Can't wait to see you there. Brilliant. Uh, well, this was another episode of Utterly Unviable. Uh, I'm Sam Worth, and my guest this week was the actor James Acker. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can do that at utterlyunviable at gmail.com, or you can follow us at Theatre Goya on the various social media places. This episode was produced by Natasha Mallet and executive produced by Larry Spear, graphics by Phil Olney. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. I really hope you're well. And um, yeah, see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.